When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Mr. Van Jonathan Van Winkle <laughs> Van Sickle Van Sickle How are you, my man? Nice, dude. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's a uh, beautiful day. Beautiful day. Talking about fantasy football. The Gorilla Pod. The Gorilla Pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, well, first before we get into football, like I've known you uh, probably for like what ten years. Roughly yeah, something like that, eight, ten years. Um, like when did you join? When did you come and join Extra Virgin? Uh, all those years ago, do you remember what year that was? Extra Virgin, I was probably 22 years old, so we could say that was 10 years ago, 2012. So, yeah, 10 years. You were you just came in, you came in as a like a line cook, came in as a line cook, left as a line cook that first time, but uh, I loved the experience, I loved everybody I met, and led to friendships like this. Yeah. You were there, you were, I think you were there for like what, two, maybe two or three years? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Two years, I think. Was that, and that was that your, that wasn't your, like your initial restaurant culinary work, was it? Or- oh no, no. I, I've been working in restaurants since I was probably 16, 17 years old. Oh wow. Yeah. So what, what led you into that kind of uh, realm? Well, my mom, aside from always having people over and feeding them, she did some catering work for friends, kind of spread out into a business a little bit, but never turned into a full-time thing. Somehow I caught the bug and it stuck with me and I turned it into a career now. Yeah, well, a huge career. Because now when you left, I mean, you were there for a couple of years at EV and then you kind of went off to learn another other restaurants and maybe yeah, other yeah. styles. Definitely. And then I remember when you came back, uh, I was like sweeping the floors and I saw you come back to interview with Michael uh, here now at Farina, you know, like 10 years later. Yeah. Uh, the business has grown. The You know, Michael has become more more and more famous. And, and we've all grown. Yeah. We've all grown, gotten better at our jobs. 10 years. And I, and I saw you, I was like, man, I, you know, I hope that works out. And not only did it just work out, you went from, you know, back on, on the line into now the head, like, the executive guy. You were the man. You're, yeah. in, you're in charge. It's crazy. And uh, I couldn't be more proud of you. And, and I think it's a great success story. Not giving up, always learning and wanting to be the best. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to be back. It's a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, man. Super exciting. It's a great. It's great to like grow up with people and see them succeed. 
yeah. know, inspires me all the time to always want to be the best I can be. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Well, in you. yeah, you're definitely growing this at a rapid rate. So I'm trying, man. I'm going. <laughs> it's getting keep grinding. <laughs> 10 years from now, we'll look back at this and think, oh, wow. Yeah, I know. It makes me not want to ever think about letting it go because I think, wow, what could really be, you know, what could we really have in 10 years? You know, who knows? If we just who knows. Got to put the time in. That's for sure. You do. You got to yeah. put that grind in. <laughs> <laughs> and some people can, some people can't. And I think I can. And we're going to just see if, it, if that's how it works. I'll bet on myself. I think we're going to do good. Oh, I would too. For well, sure. Because we're having so much fun. You know, we have fun. And well, think about you don't know that yet. You are coming into Spotlight Fantasy. This is my first interview, kind of like initial interview into like the actual leagues. Everyone I've been interviewing are people who played already, you know, people who I have like history, we have history with right. as far as uh, who, if they've won the championship, if they're last place, if they're, you know, didn't, you know, didn't work out. So now this is the first interview of like the initial inter, uh, interaction uh, into Spotlight Fantasy because you are the initiation. taking the initiation. Because you are taking my spot, and this is actually the announcement I'm making. Uh, uh, my spot in JC Wasp. I'm stepping aside, and you're and you're coming in. I wanted to get you in last year, but you got into the restaurant uh, maybe a little too uh, two weeks after the draft. I think, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and I because I had a spot for you, and I was like, oh, that sucks. Because then we you know talking about it all year, and I kind of feel bad because you weren't in the leagues at the time. But now you are, and oh, I'm here. I'm ready. I can't wait. Uh, I mean, what is your what what is your fantasy football experience? When did you start playing way back in that day? So I probably started playing in high school. So like 2006, seven, probably played my first fantasy league. Um, first serious league that I played in for an extended period of time was probably from like 2010 to 15 or so. I think they still play, honestly. But, you know, people have kids, families, things like that. It kind of dissolves and fades away. But uh, yeah, I've been playing fantasy a long time. I haven't for the past few years been just uh, focus on focusing on being a Chiefs fan first and foremost. But uh, I'm ready to dive back in and take the plunge. Yeah. Well, were those leagues are those pay, were those paid leagues or was it just kind of like uh, just for fun? Um, the the one that continued for the longest, yeah, they were paid. We we all normally did a hundred dollar buy in, nothing crazy, but yeah, yeah, we we definitely like to make it feel worthy of your time that you're putting into it. It's like you know worth some value monetarily. Yes, make it interesting. Why not? Because it, it can't be interesting unless there's something you're giving into it. No, if, if it's a free league, you can forget about it. Lineups are skipped. I mean, it's it's pointless. It turns into a a complete ghost town after week nine. You know, right? And what's the point of that? No, you know, it's all about it's all about the, the grind and the suffering of it, and the and never quitting, picking your team back up through the dirt and signing that gem of a free agent and even if your season sucks just going through the process of it because you know that's your stamp into the next season really you exactly know? you you can't just let the other guy just win that's just not how it's gonna work you gotta you gotta play to the end always yep, yep. um yeah did you ever win any championships in those leagues or did you never ever come- never i came close i uh favorite fantasy memory was owning Doug Martin as a rookie and uh, just watching him trounce countless opponents once he finally started taking off and that got me pretty far into the playoffs but I've never won a championship. <laughs> what do you think that's going to be like winning uh, winning oh, the whole thing? Winning. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. I, I have some ideas of, uh, you know, draft strategy, etc. But, you know, I, I can't imagine the feeling 
the satisfaction of you know putting together one of those teams. It's going to be pretty awesome. I think I think you can. I think you will do it because when I when we talk about fantasy football in the back, you seem to be very knowledgeable. Like you 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 keep up with all the news. You are you're well. Like, first and foremost, I just love roster development in the NFL and like you know these rookies and draft time. Like that's one of my favorite favorite parts about football. To be able to do that on your own and you take those risks, those gambles, and sometimes you hit and sometimes you miss. I, you know, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I know because when the draft happened, like you were like came up to you come up to me and you were talking to me about uh, all the different situations that the whole roster just changed. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa! I didn't even think about that. Like like that, and I, I just saw how your mind was working on it. And I go, man, this is going to be thinking about fantasy football when you, when you were talking to me about that. I'm like, you're going to be on top of it, man. You're, that's I'm going to try. Cool. I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best. No, you're going to be great. Did did you um did you always follow the change? Like you said just just a minute ago that you're, mm. the last couple of years you just are getting into them. Well, the last couple of years I've been here's the, here's the kicker. The last couple of years I've been a season ticket holder. Oh. So I feel like especially when you're in the restaurant industry, you work Saturday and then Sunday morning. It's like I'm going to tailgate. I'm going to be with my family. And it's like I, I don't have time to be thinking about fantasy football right now. I just want to be a Chiefs fan. But uh, as I will continue doing that. But I'm also going to dip back into the fantasy football aspect of it but i've 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 been obsessed with uh the chiefs and the draft prospects and uh everything since scott pioli took over mid 2010s or something like that yeah wasn't he wasn't he with vermeer was he with vermeer no he came in and hired a todd haley haley immediately and so that's that's really when i first started getting like deep deep into like you know salary caps and everything like that and the, the way you have to build a team so that was really the the full bore obsession that's when it took over from being a casual fan to knowing every seventh round pick did you ever get into madden and, and do things like that oh of with, course with of rosters course. love it i love it so much fun building a team for 15 years and yeah i can't even imagine doing it now because you don't even get to draft a quarterback for like a 10 seasons because you have mahomes in his prime which is an incredible problem to have as a chiefs fan i know and he signed that contract before things got real really out of control with <laughs> exactly. the contracts exactly so in the future that's going to be pretty brilliant. brilliant beach move right there classic pretty smart I uh, love it. He's got to be the greatest GM we've ever had. I, I've heard the stories about Carl, but I mean, you have to look at the recent success and think that he absolutely is with Andy Reid. I mean, as much as he may be, you know, uh, in coexistence as the GM with Andy Reid, he still is the GM. So, yeah, yeah. makes it happen. I and love it. And they seem to like him a lot. Yeah. You know, there, seems, there seems to be no friction there at all. I mean, if you go to the AFC Championship every year, what can you say? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Sorry. I love it. <laughs> it's hard to find some faults. Yeah. Uh, there are some few draft picks like the Clyde. Clyde, I don't like the Clyde draft pick. And that's yeah. historical. I but. mean, I'm hoping he I'm hoping he pans out, but if anything uh, you know, you kind of just had a stopgap starter for a while. I mean, the guy out of Rutgers that we got this year, he could be challenging Gore for a roster spot, so you could have some more movement in that room at least. But and Ronald Jones, we picked him oh, up Joe. too. That's right. Yeah, that's pretty. Sta- that's a pretty crowded uh, running back. That's not real. bad. You know, you just keep churning the position. That's that's the luxury you have when you say we don't have to think about quarterback. We can just churn the rest of the roster. Yeah, that's, I guess the way it's going to go. I mean, for a lot of teams, like the com- uh, running back by committee, you know, I, I well, talk smart with with the way these guys bodies are. I mean, it's it's totally smart to limit the payload on them. Yeah. 
um, it's hard to see if people like you know the Ezekiel Elliott contract. I, I just don't think that's a great, it was a great a great idea for the Cowboys to do that. Yeah, because it really limits them. When really you look at the numbers, like Tony Pollard's numbers are arguably just as good, if not better, than that. Uh, so you're just kind of wasting capital there. Well, and that's and that's the argument for Clyde too. Is is you know you're wasting capital with a first round pick, but you know yeah yeah you can see it either way. We'll see. Yeah, maybe he'll pan out. I hope he does. I hope he does. Too. I'd love to have a superstar running back. He's a fun guy to watch when he's on. Yeah. But he's... I just don't think he's powerful enough. Well, he had that... What was that run last year he had that he kind of like shrugged off the defender and Mm -hmm. like high-stepped into the end zone? That was nice. That was good. That was nice. I ate my words a little bit on that one. I do remember that. Yeah. But not enough. No, I agree. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I would love to be wrong, but... uh, Sophomore slump. He'll, he'll, He'll pick up this next year for sure. Is football, in your mind, your favorite sport? Or do you watch other sports just just as religiously? Mm, well, actually, before I came in to record this, I was watching the uh, Portland Open, which is a disc golf tournament that's happening this weekend. And uh, I I religiously play disc golf. I watch disc golf. I um yeah I'm I'm fully bought in to that as a sport right now. Is that a recent a recent uh, thing or has it? Been- uh, it's it's been kind of like. Four or five years slowly simmering, but over the past two to three years, you know, uh, it definitely has taken on a full-blown addiction. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, do you play with Ben Taylor over there? No. I've heard about Ben. I actually looked up his uh, PDGA number and because uh, you can see people's rankings and how they do in tournaments. And uh, he's been playing disc golf since I was probably in high school. So I'm kind of intimidated to play with the guy, but he's a, he's obsessed. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I've ever known someone so big in a sport that, like locally than that. Because he, I mean, I, I didn't, I honestly didn't know. I just knew him as Ben with the with the mustache, you know, and that big smile. Like I've known Ben as long as I've known you, yeah, from Extra Virgin, and uh, I had no idea he yeah. was that big, huge. Uh, I think it's like I think his license plate's like something uh, a reference to disc golf. Or I'm not sure. Oh, uh, I need to see that. I need to check that out. I gotta watch you guys play. I mean, I, I, I'm sure you guys are incredible. It's uh, a, it's a fun sport, you know. You get a, a five mile hike on average. You get uh, beautiful scenery. You get to get some sunshine, and best of all, you get to watch plastic fly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but you got to be pretty talented to do it too. You know. Uh, I mean, it, that's the beauty of it. You can take it as serious or as like as you want to right uh my old my old game back in the day was hold horseshoes uh i've heard something about this i'm a big horseshoe guy uh my dad and i used to play together in the big tournaments back in the day uh that is actually named after my grandfather oh wow Uh, it was called the bill cowser horseshoe tournament and my dad and i always played together and we were always very very good and he taught me you know, how to how to do it, and uh, I don't know that game. For some, there's just like a drama. There's a lot of build up drama throughout the game that I, I love. Yeah, uh, little you know, little smack talking that happens. Those tiny moments. Yes, and the yes, in the moments of you know, with the when the <laughs> the horseshoe leaves the hand, it's in the air, it looks good, and the sound of the, it hitting the pin. Uh just really nothing like it for me. It sounds like putting with disc golf. Very similar. Yeah, bet. very similar. I'm hoping I can translate that for a future uh, match we may have coming up. Oh, I hope so. 
Uh, oh, for the horseshoes? Yeah. Uh, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I want to do it. I'm actually going to bring my recorder and do like, uh, we have like a big horseshoe tournament coming up. I'm going to bring my recorder. We're going to do like little interview interview sessions and everything like that. Oh, yeah. So, I'm it, hoping I can translate some of those skills into some uh, lucky horseshoe. How long have you played music for? Like all your life? Well, yeah, kind of a little bit. I played clarinet when I was a kid. I played piano a little bit, but the one that uh, I stuck with my whole life was drums. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've, I've been a drummer for a, a very, very long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, you've been in probably many bands. So many bands. <laughs> so many I could probably forget about. When you were, do you remember the your greatest band that you're in? And did you ever mm. think that maybe that, that you guys were so good you could Ooh. make like real money on it? Well, there, mm, yeah, there was one band. There were two bands, really, but um, the one that I can think of in particular was called Which Way to Space. And this was when, uh, this was actually probably around the extra virgin days, or probably a little bit earlier, 22, 23. Yeah, it was just a three-piece band. Uh, we uh, we had quite a few shows here around town. Uh, never really took it that seriously, but I always felt like that one could have uh, taken off if we had more time and uh, commitment to it. Probably, is it probably the, the chemistry of the, of the guys that you played with? Oh, yeah. And, and just just the way uh, at that time there was a lot of math rock kind of happening. And we kind of, uh, I don't know, we kind of honed in on a genre and a sound that was it, it was it was awesome. People loved it. That was by far the best responses we ever had from crowds in the, the many, many bands I was in for years and years. So uh, it was it was just instrumental music, you know. It was just fun rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you, you like the feeling of, of, of playing well. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's just it's it's another thing like disc golf or like cooking. You just like put so much time into it, and to like actually be able to give it to other people and get a response out of it, you know, it's fun. It's a blast. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, uh, you're a good man, Jonathan. Yeah. yeah, thank you. You are too. Right? You, you got. You're a man of many, many talents. You know, you're, uh, you know, athletic. You uh, played music. You cook. You know, and you're also very philosophical. And uh, you're, you're able to kind of piece apart rosters. You know, uh, you're more like a technical guy too in that aspect. So you're a pretty well-rounded, rounded man. Thank uh, you. Thank you. I'm very proud that you're playing in the league, and I can't wait to see you know how you play, what kind of style you play with. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, are you an aggressive guy? Do you like you like to hit the waiver wire? You like to switch out your your roster oh, quite a bit. I mean, I will watch the waiver wire like a hawk. I will wake up at 4 a.m. to pick up that one player that I've been thinking about all night. Uh, whether it works or not. You know, we'll see. Trades, not big, not big into the trade world. I'll try to venture into it, but a lot of times, I mean, I like my guys that I got. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I drafted my guys here. I like my guys, and I stick with them. I normally ride with them all year. Well, yeah, it's hard to. Sometimes it's hard to trust some people when they, you know, come at you with a little trade offer. You know, like, oh man, and it seems so juicy when you're looking at it, but you're like, but this is my guy. I already got you in the second round. I don't want to lose my guy because what if he all of sudden goes off these next you know yeah well you, what happens if you trade that guy and that guy goes off and wins a championship with that your just, guy that 
that's you're gutted. You're gutted all season. I'd rather take fifth place than be gutted like that by a trade. Correct. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather go down with the ship <laughs> than allow this guy to win yeah. with my card. I can't do it. I'm too emotionally involved. Exactly. <laughs> I, feel, I, I have I have similar feelings with that. On the waiver wire, I mean, do you use like uh, sources for your information? Like, do you get online? I mean, like for anything these days, I mean, you use Twitter. Everybody's got a hunch. Every beat writer is saying this rookie's going off. But um, no, just kind of an amalgamation of everything that is the internet these days. Hmm. You crunch that you like you crunch those numbers, or do you like to watch like a uh, red zone and, and watch all of Ooh. them as they go on? Uh, so I, I like to look at the numbers always. If there's any anomalies, anybody's yards per carry are ticking up unusually. I mean, but honestly, I just kind of watch the games. I just watch the games and I go by feel. If I you see these kind of backups who are all of a sudden shoved into a spot start, you know, sometimes they're willing to pop off and become a big major contribution, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I love watching the games too because you get you more of like a well-rounded idea of where those numbers came from. Well, like, and you get a personality to it too. It's nice. You're like, oh, this guy. Yeah, like I know that. This is a big physical, you know, 6'3". He's going to go up after. You You know, you kind of get... Yeah, guy who fights for yards uh, compared to like guy who's just kind of winging it. Exactly. You can, you, can, you can get a little extra gauge. Yeah. Numbers I, don't always lie, but they don't tell the truth. Yeah. There's a there's a team in Mass Capital, um, the the McCabe brothers, uh-huh. who are kind of left brain, right brain on, on that. Like uh, Ben McCabe, he watches all the games. You know, sits on, uh, on Sunday, sits and, and sees and watches and set, like and studies it. And then Isaac's kind of like the you know technical guy. You know, he's out there crunching the numbers, figuring out the algorithms. Oh man, seeing where where they're playing. I gotta and, get a numbers guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it works well together. Does anybody know anything about analytics? Um. Well, not me, <laughs> not me. I'm kind of like a, I'm kind of middle, you know, I'm middle of the road. I kind of, you know, do both. Exactly. I, I do as much as I can, but yeah. you know, best I can, you know, with you know, the time you have to do it with. Exactly. But um, I love fantasy football. It's the, it's the best thing. My, my favorite hobby to do uh, because I do because I do it with such great people. The group here is fantastic, and we love to talk about fantasy football generally. Definitely when the season's going on all the time and. And I can't wait to get you involved with it more. Oh, I'm ready. It, I'm ready. When you get when you get great people and good people uh, who love a, a similar kind of fun technical like a game that has just so many layers to it. There's not to me. There's nothing like it in the world. Um, so I'm so excited. And anytime I get a chance, you know, to have someone, especially in the restaurant, to bring them in, and so we can all kind of do it together around Farina is awesome. So multiple hours a week, multiple hours a day, constant trash talk. So ready. It's going to be fun. I'm uh, so ready. Uh, even though I'm not going to be competing against you now because you're taking my spot. You're I, lucky. I, I, <laughs> I, I can't wait to see how uh, you play against all the others. You know, who so. all's in that league? David's in there. Ryan Haverlin is in there who actually has won the most championships in, in Spotlight Fantasy. Oh, uh, no. A guy I, I've grown up with, he, he actually is a guy I went to high school with, and that's all we did was talk football. And he got a 4.0 valedictorian. So he's he's brilliant. Mike Weber, Gerard, Ashley's boyfriend's in there. Jake Ortner, Michael Caviar oh, is on there. Caviar. Uh, Mike Vaya and Chris. Good, a great group. Uh, and it's actually super competitive, and it's almost... 
almost everyone's still generally in it right until the very end. Um, oh, I love those. Yeah. So I love those type of leagues. Every point counts. Every and then in the end, every play counts. Comes down to the you know the bitter end. Gut wrenching. Gut wrenching is for sure. I I can't uh, I can't wait to get it going. Uh, Fifteen weeks uh, and then we'll we're gonna kick off a great season. So, uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for for being here with me. Thanks for com- coming at you know out of your house and recording here at spotlight studios oh of course it's a gorgeous gorgeous space well that's thanks to the you know the owners and uh, we love them so much uh michael and nancy bill lyons peggy lyons uh thank you all thank you so much for allowing us to have these fun experiences and thank you for putting this together and having us on i love to do it Uh, i just want to make it as great as i can make it and uh anything i can do i will so i thank you so much my friend awesome let's win let's go Let's ride. (laughs) Spotlight. And I can't wait to get you involved with it more. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. When you get when you get great people and good people, uh, who love uh, a similar kind of fun technical like a game that has just so many layers to it.